Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, it is that time of day. Welcome back. WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio with you. 215-592-9494. We'll get back to the phones. All of the Eagles conversation in a few minutes. But right now, let's do a champ camp check-in. Todd Zalecki covering the Phils, MLB.com. As we all await, Todd, the update on Andrew Painter's elbow. Todd, how are you doing today? Todd. Good. Good. Hey, how are you guys? Congrats on the new show. You welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. So, yeah, what's going on? We haven't heard a whole lot. We know he got a sore elbow and everything, but what's going on, man? Have what you've heard? Yeah, so I, I do not think there's going to be an update today. That was kind of the indication I got this morning in Clearwater. I'm in Sarasota right now. So unless Rob Thompson gets some sort of uh, update between now and postgame, uh, we might not hear anything until tomorrow. My best guess is that they are giving – Whatever test he had, I assume he got an MRI. They're getting a second opinion on it from another doctor. Now, that, that does not mean worst-case scenario or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just think they want to give this thing another look. But he has not thrown since he pitched last week in Fort Myers. And because he's 19, because he's a potential superstar, you know, um, I would think that this really hurts his chances of, of being on the, on the opening day roster. I think they're going to try to give him some time here. Todd, just based on uh, covering baseball for as long as you have pitchers, elbows, you know, MRIs, what, what's, if not the worst case, I think Tommy John would be the worst case scenario. If not that, right. what, what's realistic here? I mean, it feels to me like we're heading towards some, like in a perfect world or a good world, it's like, well, we're going to shut him down for a few weeks just to let this thing calm down. Do you think we could be trending to that if, if it's not bad news? Yeah, I think that's probably what it'd be. Now, remember, like, uh, Zach Wheeler last year, he had an elbow issue. They called it right biceps tendonitis, I think. But, you know, and Sir Anthony Dominguez had the same thing last year, right triceps tendonitis. It's all connected to the elbow, you know. So uh, whatever they call it, if it's just like a tendonitis situation, they knock out the, they knock out the swelling, they give them a few weeks, and then they slowly ramp them back up. So uh, that's why I think... You know, if if it is just that, if it's just a 19-year-old kid who hasn't experienced some elbow soreness ever in his career, uh, maybe he's being overly cautious about it, which would be great news. But again, it probably hurts his chances of, of breaking camp with the team. You know what? In a perfect world, because we we were he was potentially going to be the fifth starter. If that right. was the case and everything is fine, what does that actually mean for Bailey Falter? Because he was scheduled to be the fifth starter. Yeah, I I think if 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 Andrew's not ready to go, I think Bailey is the guy. I think he was. 
he was the really the only competition in my mind. Legitimate, serious, he's got a real shot to beat out Andrew Painter competition. So now I think if Andrew's out of the picture, I think Bailey Falter moves into the picture with somebody like Christopher Sanchez, who's been up and down the past couple of seasons. Michael Plasmeyer is starting today in, in the Orioles in Sarasota. Uh, he's kind of a depth piece that they like a little bit. I think they fall behind him. So I almost feel like it's, it's Bailey Falter's position to lose or spot to lose. And, and Bailey was a guy last year, if you remember, he, he was kind of up and down a lot. He was, eh, he was okay. And then when Zach Wheeler got hurt in late August, he stepped in and he pitched so well that he bumped Noah Syndergaard out of the rotation down the stretch. Now, Bailey did not have a good postseason start in the NLCS. But uh, I, I think for a, we're talking about a number five starter. I think there's a lot worse guys you could have than, than Bailey Falter. We're talking to Todd Zulecki, MLB.com, at Champ Camp Check-In on the Phils as uh, we're just a few weeks now away from opening day, Todd, um, look, we, we, we see the highlights. You know, we could look at the stats. From your perspective, seeing him day in, day out so far, how real do you think this this growth is? I mean, literal growth from Alec Bohm and maybe the power surge? Because, you know, we, we've seen him for a few years, and we know he, he's got good bat-to-ball skills. The defense has improved enough that he's playable at third base, but he just has never hit for power since getting to the major leagues. Despite a, a sot, you look at him, you're like, man, this guy should hit for power. Do you think right. this is real? Is is it coming this season? I I think it's I think uh, there's reason to be optimistic for sure, and, and that's definitely the vibe I get from the coaching staff. And what's been kind of interesting is I think Alex maybe kind of like downplaying his strength gain in the offseason. He gained about maybe 10, 15 pounds of muscle. And anytime you ask him about it, he's like, oh, you know, I just I just ate better this offseason. I didn't really change anything. But then you talk to Rob Thompson, and, and he has said, you know, this is a topic of conversation between Alec, ourselves, and the strength and conditioning staff going into the offseason that we want you to get stronger. And he says we're definitely seeing the benefits of that strength right now. And if an extra 10 to 15 pounds can maybe muscle out a few more balls uh, this season, particularly to his pull side, it, it, it would be huge. It goes without saying. I mean, if he's hitting seventh in this lineup and he hits like 20 home runs with, with, with as you mentioned, the great bat to ball skills, this lineup just becomes all that much deeper. You know what, Todd? I can hear your excitement in your voice for this yeah. upcoming Philly season. So, with that being said, how how excited are you with this potential Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, one two punch that the Phillies could have? That's probably the thing I'm most excited to see how it how it works, and then of course how it's going to work when Bryce Harper comes back. But the one guy, I, I talked to Larry Boa uh, early in camp about Trey Turner, and, and he was just raving about Trey Turner. For a lot of the things that you would suspect, you know, he called him a disruptor. He's like, Trey Turner is a disruptor. He's a guy in the seventh inning, if he walks or gets a hit, and now he's on first base, the pitcher, and it's a one-run game, you're down a run, the game's tied. He's like, it, he becomes such a distraction to the pitcher. You know, instead of maybe worrying about throwing the next pitch, he's worried about he's splitting that, that decision-making ability between the first, the next pitch to the hitter and do I throw over to keep Trey Turner? Now because Trey Turner's on first base, the shortstop and the second baseman, they move in a little bit for a potential stolen base to give them a better chance at, at, at you know, preventing a stolen base, maybe getting a double play. Now a ball that Kyle Schwarber hooks through the, left, the right side of the infield goes through for a hit. You know, he can score from first on a ball in the gap. You know, he can easily obviously score from second on any ball, hit anywhere in the outfield. And, and so that, uh, that, that I'm excited to see because they have not had that 
real awesome speed guy at the top. Mm-hmm. And another thing I looked up this uh, a few weeks ago is his last five years, he's hit like a combined 301 with like a combined 486 slugging percentage. They haven't had a player with a five-year stretch like that since like Chase Utley in his prime. So he, he is a legit, legit high, high batting average guy, high power guy. Yeah, he's an outstanding player. I mean, he when he had free agency and the Phillies got him, it it, it just changed. It, it took the excitement to a new level here. And, and Todd, we we were kind of talking about this the other day. Just it's been a very long time since people were this excited at this part of the year, right? Like we've had excitement in spring training the year they signed Bryce Harper, but the combination of off last October into expectations this year, Todd, it's got to be since around probably 2011. You know, around that range where people were had this kind of feeling in March for the Phillies. Yes, I think 2011 is the best way, the best example of that. You know, when they re-signed Cliff Lee, they, they got Doc, Cliff, Royals, Long Cole Hamels together. Uh, that, to me, this matches that in terms of excitement. I know... thousand so they've had a fifty percent increase in just season ticket sales. And again that number's probably higher now because I, I haven't checked in a few weeks. Uh the games in Clearwater are genu- generally packed. There were games last last few years where there was like it felt like nobody was coming to these games. So you add that season ticket base because people don't want to get shut out of the playoffs again. I mean how many stories did you guys hear last year of like people so upset they they couldn't get couldn't get postseason tickets, and people don't want to miss that opportunity again. So people are jumping at the opportunity to get tickets early. Yeah, there's no question. The excitement is off the charts, Todd. And um, you know, one thing I wanted to throw at you is, is Reese Hoskins. Give us the latest on him and 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 physically how he's doing because it was, it felt like we. Were, I was surprised. I mean, I didn't realize he had the knee surgery. He hadn't gotten to a game till last week. Now back to playing first base. Will there be any limitations there, Todd? And and do you think anything will hover this season? Because he's the only position player under contract. Will, will he be distracted? Do you, do you think any of this stuff will, will play into Reese Hoskins' year, whether it be the knee or, or the contract? I don't think so. So we were as surprised as anybody because we asked so many times in the offseason. Anytime we run into somebody, go, any injuries? Because you never know what happens in the offseason. Like, no, no, no injuries, no surgeries, no injuries, no surgeries. Everybody's ready to go. The next thing you know, it's like, but like, why hasn't Reese played yet? It's like, oh, he had a surgeon, he's a little clean-out, meniscus clean-out in December. Now, I will say this. I never got any indication that he was being limited in workouts the first couple of weeks of camp because he was out taking PC, he was doing building drills and all that stuff. So I don't think the knee is going to bother him at all. And in terms of being a distraction, I think Reese has been around a while. He's very, very smart. He's got a great head on his shoulders. And he also has Scott Boris as his agent. So I think Scott kind of tells him, like, listen, you know, this is the situation. You're a free agent. You know, they, they probably aren't going to talk extension during the season, you know, or at least they're not right now. Uh, you cannot let that distract you. So I think he's being coached in that regard. Not that he necessarily needs it, but if there's anybody on the team, I think, going into a free agent year that I think would not be distracted, I would put Reese Hoskins and, honestly, I would put Aaron Nola at the top. <laughs> Those two guys at the top of the list. Uh, in terms of not having to worry about them, like oh my gosh, I got to get a good contract. I, I have to get a good contract. Well, that's good to hear. They could block out the outside noise. Todd, we'll yeah. end with this. Hugh Todd is a Packers guy. I'm curious your, your gut feeling oh, is is really? it is it over <laughs> between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, Todd? 
Uh, I think so. And honestly, as a Packers fan, lifelong Packers fan, I got to go to the Super Bowl when they beat the Steelers. I took my dad years and years ago. And I'm over it. Like, you know, go to the darkness room. You know, thanks for the Super Bowl. I, you know, I just want somebody that's, like, kind of normal and I don't have to deal with the drama. I mean, if he comes back and he wins the Super Bowl, I'll, I'll happily eat those words. But I will not be brokenhearted if, like, he's playing for the Jets so, next season. Let so, me put it to you that way. So, wait a minute, Ty. You, you, you didn't schedule your darkness retreat yet? <laughs> You didn't you know, do I, I feel like that's something that, like, either somebody who's, you know, a little eccentric or just has a ton of money to burn do. Like, you know, like the average Joe can't, like, take off for five days and go to a darkness retreat. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's they, just a little extra. People have that's bills extra. to pay. <laughs> yes, they do. And them bills keep coming. They'll yeah, they never do. stop. Well, Todd, if we can't find you next time we want to talk, we'll know you're on your retreat. Todd, we appreciate <laughs> yeah. you hopping on, man. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks a lot, man. Take care. There he goes. Todd Zalecki, MLB.com, with our Champ Camp check-in. So, yeah, the, the he, he said we're not expecting an update on Andrew Painter today. That would be four days without an update. Doesn't I'm sound not, great. I'm not – yeah, that, that, I was about to say that. That that doesn't sound great to me either. But maybe they're just being very, very cautious about the situation and making sure that, you know, because he's supposed to be a phenom, that you want to make sure that he gets all the, the, the proper uh, – diagnosis that he can to see where you, where you go next. Yeah, the one thing that he did say there, Kyle, that I think was interesting, maybe, you know, he may have never, and he's, I mean, he has had a very short life so far. He's only 19. Maybe he's never had elbow soreness. So maybe he, his, maybe if he was 25, like, oh, yeah, this is normal spring training stuff. And for him, he's never had it. So they're all just taking the proper, I, maybe I'm just hoping on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, it might just be wishful thinking. Like, the Eagles had me coming here it, panicking, right? And now, I mean, <laughs> it's like doom and gloom. We're gonna lose Kyle. We got some chicken little back here, guys. Yeah, on, huh? this is this is not good. This is a bad day. Well, it, I did read somewhere where it said that he felt better, like he he felt a little bit better. Yeah, it so calmed it down. A yeah, bit. it calmed down. So yeah, I yeah. Mean, well, I mean, well, did he feel better after <laughs> throwing after throwing a hundred mile per hour pitch, or does he just feel better because he rested on a little bit? Like I. I I don't know, man. This is scaring me like the like the Harper injury. Last well, year. the t- he, I think the the word that was used when he originally felt it was tingling, and I remember when Steven Strasburg first had his elbow thing. That's the word he used. Tingling, tingling, like uh. tingling in the elbow. Like it's it's, it's a, not a normal feeling to have. It's so, not. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's not good. So we'll fight as soon as we get the news. We'll we'll, we'll pass it along. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four to hop it off. If you missed it earlier in the show. We open up today talking about the Eagles and this defense and, and, and really the, the state of the defense as we move into the 2023 offseason and free agency next week. And and I'm nervous here. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hitting the panic button because we know they're going to have a lot of defections. Players are going to leave. I mean, listen to Howie Roseman. This is what he had to say just about a week ago. I mean, Howie talking about how they, they are – they acknowledge they're going to lose a lot of these guys. We're going to prioritize the things that are important to us, you know, uh, that we build our team on, and we're going to make sure those areas are strong. Um, are we going to get all the free agents back? We're not. Uh, we're just not. We're, we're not capable of getting all those guys back. But um, we also understand that um, we're in a good situation in terms of picks that we have going forward. We have a lot of guys under contract, not only for this year, but going forward. And so, um, you know, we're not going to make excuses for the position that we're in. Well, they're going to lose players, Hugh. We know that. But you think about it, they have also a lot of coaching changes. It's one thing to lose coaches or players. They're going to lose both in the same offseason. They're going to lose season. a lot of people. And you, I'm telling you, I, I feel I'm troubled by all this. And I feel like this defense that was really good last year could take a big step back. I'm worried about this defense. I think they're going to get younger. I think that they're going to be good enough to still win you games. There's going to be some growing pains. I'm not sitting here and make, it, make believe or pretend that there's not going to be growing pains. You know, you got a new defense coordinator, mm-hmm. potentially going to have a, a revamped secondary. There are going to be growing pains, but I think that 
this offense could potentially carry today. I mean, because that's what you're looking at. You're looking at your quarterback. Your young quarterback's going to be signed. You got your two uh, world-class receivers out there on the edge. You just need to get another running back. You go out there and get you a running back, maybe get another offensive lineman. You go play football with those guys. Well, and and, and that really has to happen because you go back to last year. They had five games in the regular season. I'm not even going to playoff games because, you know, they won those two playoff games with, uh, you know, their defense and offense in the NFC. But they had five games during the regular season last year. They won by scoring 24 or less points, right? Mm-hmm. So that that offense better be up to par or, or better, like you're saying, you, because I, I, I can kind of forecast they're going to be in some of those 26, 20, 28, 26 kind of games next year. Potentially, but when you talk about the teams in this division that you're going to play with, with Daniel Jones being the quarterback for the for the Giants, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. This is the same cat that was running down the field and fell <laughs> when nobody Tripped was around himself. him. He fell. And he is he, he has the nerve to be asking for fifty yams. But I mean, hey, you get you get what you get at. You get what you can get. Your agent can do his job, right? Yes. Or her it's job. Like, hey, we wanted to give you so and so. No, no, no. We need us. We're going to start this conversation off at forty-five million. Yeah. Do that. Make that happen. Yeah. Make it happen as soon as possible. So you think the offense can carry the day? It's going to be. Right. It's going to have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. when you look at when you look at what uh, potentially is about to happen. It has to. Well, and then you throw in the coaching changes. And I know people didn't like Jonathan Gannon, but they had continuity on, on the coaching side of this, Kyle, where they had Gannon and they had Denard Wilson. And, uh, you know, all their guys were back from the year before. And now their linebacker coach is gone. Their defensive coordinator is gone. Their secondary coach is gone. And now we're, we're hearing Matt Patricia rumors? Yeah, they're, Patricia. they're undermining one of their biggest leaders on their defense. We know that's Brandon Graham, obviously. But beyond that, Brandon Graham might not even be here next mm-hmm. year. And after him... It's Darius Slay, and they're directly undermining him by talking, by even talking about the possibility of bringing Matt Patricia in. And I think just looking at it on the the small scale of you know we'll be fine within the division. I just think that's looking at it a little too simplistic, right? Because we'll be in the postseason, and that's where we're going to be seeing all these really good quarterbacks. The Patrick Mahomes is, you know, the, uh, if we want to win the Super Bowl, we're going to have to have a defense that can compete with Josh Allen, that can compete with Patrick Mahomes, et cetera. And I, I, I don't know. I don't think my fragile little heart can handle a 35-31 win every week. But Kyle had to bring back some, uh, some revisionist history. The defense that won the Super Bowl gave up like 500 yards to Tom Brady. They did. They outscored them. They did. But during the regular season, they were pretty good. <laughs> and also, in that game, they made a stop they when did. it mattered most. Yeah, they did. Something but that could not be said about they this gave defense. gave up over 500 yards. <laughs> it was they a historical 500. performance. 500. Yeah, they did. You're right Ooh. about that. All I know is I'm seeing on the schedule for next year, I see Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I see Tyreek Hill. I see... Justin Jefferson on the schedule next year. I see DK Metcalf on the schedule next That's year. That's a big I see, dude. I see Patrick Mahomes in the schedule. Who throwing the ball to DK? Uh, Gino? Gino. Man, come on. Yeah, the comeback game, player of the year, you. Come that on. That game's in Seattle. Oh, it's a road goodness. game. I'm just saying, young I, defense. I, I, you know, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. That, I was, uh, uh, okay, maybe a little bit. A little, a little, hate, a little hate on Gino? <laughs> but this dude was. Nobody. He was an MVP candidate. Like, how are you to come back play? You came back from being sorry? <laughs> You came back from being sorry, <laughs> dog, and you the you the you the you the comeback player of the year. That was my biggest bone of contention with I with the whole sorry, process, and that's what made my game bad because I was sorry. It wasn't a comeback; it was a breakout. If they that's had a it. if they had if a anything, breakout, you found yourself exactly. Like, I was lost. You don't come back from sucking. 
Can you break out at the age of 34, though? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously, you were in a conversation. Well, it's like if Jalen Rager, two years from now, were to all of a sudden have a 1,500-yard a, a season. You and be like, hey, he's a comeback player yeah, of the year. is he comeback player of the year? No. Can he come back to Philly? No. Never. <laughs> Maybe we could have a new award, the I Used to Suck Award, and hey. then we could give it to Gino and Rager and all these guys. The Ashy the Classy. You go from Ashy to Classy, because that's basically what you did. Yeah. and Everybody's and- talking about who? Gino? Gino what? When they were talking about MVP people, you're like, for real? So what should it be? Just if you're injured? I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Comeback player well, I mean, coming well, back from an injury. Brandon Graham. I, I don't think it necessarily has to be an injury. I just think you have you need to have been there. You need to have, like, come back implies that you were coming once there. Coming back from there. getting punched in the face and getting your mouth wide. So, well, you, so, you know that so you're up top, you fall down, you come <laughs> yes. back. Yes. Yeah, I, I could. That there is no. The weird part is there's no criteria Come for that award. Come back from getting beat up by your teammate. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, who's that? The linebacker, the punch. Yeah, they, beat him up. He owed him money. Why, oh, that's why right. Him, why did <laughs> Mosh? Yeah, that's that's that. Maybe that's maybe he is a comeback. See, story. I gotta stop playing the violence card, man, because I don't want people. to think Well, it wasn't you that it was. I'm just yeah. saying. I was just pointing it out. It's you just. Like, it's yeah, a story, just, right? It's a story. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's part of his story. You know, I don't mean nothing by it. I'm just, you know, he got punched. Everything was always peachy in your locker rooms, right? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I got along with. Oh, Everybody. Without question. Oh, without question. <laughs> all those stories that you heard about all this, that, and the third, nothing but lies. Oh, I got along nonsense. with everybody. That T.O. thing, that didn't happen. The lies, way yep. Because no. yeah, that's what people go back to. It's not, it didn't happen that way. WIP just played it up. Yeah, it was that We sensationalized that. That damn Angelo did that. That was his fault. You know what? He's not here. We could play him. 215-592-9494. Are you... Are you pa- I know Angelo's panicking somewhere about this Eagles defense. Are you panicking about the Eagles defense and the light of recent events, all the coaching changes, players about to leave? And would you trade Slay to keep Bradbury? We, we tossed that around. I- I'm intrigued by this idea of trading Slay's money, keeping Bradbury. Chuck is in Melrose Park. Hey, Chuck. Yo. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Joe? What's up, Hugh? What's going on? Hey, Chuck. Hey, listen. Uh, real quick. I'm just going to put it down this way. The Eagles defense. I don't know what – Hugh, you, you played. And, Joe, you observe, Slay is going backwards. We got to move on away from that. He may still have another two years in him, but we don't need that two years, okay? As far as Bradbury, we don't even have to keep Bradbury because I'm saying I would love to, but guess what? You got to get younger. You know this, Hugh. You got to get younger. You're going to take a hit somewhere. I just think we got to outscore everybody until we can get our – until we can get these young boys acclimated. You are, you are, and, and to your, your, your point, Chuck, you are younger on the offensive side of the ball. And to me, see, listen, this is where you, you have to look at it from potentially their perspective, because I'm guessing. But when you talk about tying up all your money on this team, it's going to be tied up in that offense, especially when you talk about right. paying your young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. And okay, what, what better thing to do? is make sure that he has enough talent around him so that he can be successful. Right. No, I, I, have, I have no problem with that. that, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But now, I, I, because that's why we got to outscore everybody. Now, let me get to a point about you, Hugh. Let yes. me say, it was a few years ago, um, right after, I, I think it was after the uh, Tampa Bay loss. I think that's when you left and went on. Um, to Jacksonville. Eagles. Yeah, you went to Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, here's the point. I was mad. I was saying, man, no, they got to sign you. They got to sign you. I mean, they, they, they got to keep you. I'm, I mean, I know he's getting older, but guess what? I've seen you. You remind me of um, uh, Brandon Graham. Y'all played smaller for um, your size, but y'all y'all moved, y'all moved huge men. I've seen what y'all did out there. But here's the thing. Once you left, which I thought it was wrong, 
I've seen, well, guess what? They acclimated somehow, and by your own words, you you said you was done. I didn't I'm think done. you was done. No, I was done. I was done, but I was on a, I was on a straight money grab. And guess what? Guess what happened after that? Derek Burgess happened. Mm-hmm. Derek Burgess okay. was a good player. He, he he was probably a better player with the Raiders, but he's a good okay. player. Okay, so that, so this is so this is my point, Brandon. I love you, man, but not here. can't do that mm-hmm. we can't see we can't get this but look look here my man he was back here now ain't no love boss none so that's what i'm saying about brandon if if we gotta let brandon go and i love brandon but let him go let him make his money and these young guys gotta step this up. is that's a business man well it is and, and chuck and, and and hugh when they when you moved on shortly after you said you mentioned burgess they also drafted trent cole like yeah. the, 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 the pipeline just kept, going. kept going trent cole i remember because I was here when they drafted Trent, and I, I never forget it because I was trying to get one more year. I was like, you know what? This is probably my last year. And so we were going, we were doing the fitness test. And I remember Trent was running a fitness test, and I beat him. And I was like, oh, this young man ain't going to make it. And I remember because he had to come back and run it again. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got this. He ain't going to make the squad. Man, when I started seeing that cat play, I was like, oh, <laughs> hell no. It's a kiss to baby. Uh-oh. I was like, it ain't nothing but a matter of time before they get me up out of here. And I remember playing, I remember, because we played the last preseason game. That's when you know whether or not you're going to get cut. So I was playing the whole preseason game. I said, yeah, yeah, this is it. <laughs> Time's like, up. Trent, hey, Trent was on the sideline chilling. And I was like, I'm looking at him. And, I, you know, you can't be mad because you see, I'm looking at my replacement. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a younger me. I'm looking at him. And I'm like, Damn. It's his now. This is. And so I remember laying in the bed the next day. I woke up early and I just kind of laid there because I was like, yeah, I'm just waiting for that phone call. Just waiting, just waiting for the phone call. Yeah, and, it happened. Then it came. And I was like, hey, what took you so long? <laughs> I thought was, you called earlier. <laughs> it happened. I'm like, I woke up. Uh, I guess they made, to make me feel better, they made me the last cut. They made me the last. Well, you don't cut. want to be the first one. Oh, well, I could have been. Make it, it didn't matter. No, but it make cut. it seem like they really had to debate it. Being a cut is cut. Yeah, that's it's true. just being cut. They wanted me to feel like they really had to think about it. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop in. Would you trade Slay to keep Bradbury? We both are intrigued by the idea. We would do it. Kyle, not so much. And are you worried about this defense? I, I mean, I'm hitting the panic button here. There's a lot of change coming. A lot of young players, better quarterbacks on the schedule next year, coaching changes, a mutiny, Denard Wilson gone, maybe Matt Patricia. I'm worried. 215-592-9494. On the other side, we'll get into the Sixers. A gigantic win on Saturday night. What a performance against Milwaukee. And the Cowboys just made a big move in free agency. A lot to come right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The stretch run of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to three strain. Look, a lot of good bets this week. I- I'm going to go with an over tonight in the Sixers game. I think the offense continues to roll. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. Don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. That's FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sport. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back, and what a three it was, and what a night it was. For the Sixers Saturday night <clears throat> midday show here, you Douglas Joe Gilio, 215 592 9494, 133, 130. Hugh, the Bucks had won 16 games in a row before Saturday night, and the Sixers come back to beat them. That was the best game I've, I've seen James Harden play in a Sixers uniform. He was incredible. Yeah, man. What did he give you? How many? 38 points that night? Only two turnovers. I man. mean, he did everything. Ten assists. He was incredible. I'll tell you what. Tyrese Maxey looked like – do you think he works his way back in the, the starting lineup? He's, he's back in the starting lineup. Yeah, he's a starter now. So, uh, I look at that, and, and my biggest question is, why can't we get this more often? You mm-hmm. know? I mean, that, I mean that, that feels a little Dow Jonesy to me. You know, especially when you talk about the game that you had a couple nights ago against the Dallas Mavericks and how, how that one came down to the wire, and it was a, it was a game of turnovers – and to come out and have the performance that you had this weekend, I'm like, okay, we need to see more of that, especially against a good team like the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, a team that now is at first place Eastern Conference. I mean, this is the roller coaster of the Sixers. But the one thing that, that gives me at least some hope that this is going to be different here, you in the postseason, is, is Harden wasn't this good last year. He had a hamstring issue when he came here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he looked cooked. And now, he, I, you know, this might be a contract drive by James Harden. So I'm not sure where the motivation is, but I don't care. He's playing at a high level. You know what is funny? I was going to ask the question, like, is this – so do we put the rumors of the Houston Rockets to rest now since he's played the way that he's played? Nope. No. <laughs> yeah. I was just checking. Yeah. 
No, if, any, if anything, they're, they're they're ramped up because now sure. he's he's not oh, contract he's playing, year. He's playing, yeah, he's playing well, and so he's trying to get the money. I mean, he's going to force them to give him a full max. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they they really have no way. If he leaves, they're kind of stuck. And if they give it to him, he's going to be old when he's here. But for right now, I mean, Kyle, that. That was a hell of a win. Like they beat a team that won sixteen straight games. Yeah, it was a win that I would have never in a million years expected them to get. A, a, a win that you know teams in years past I, I don't think would have even come close to having a shot winning that game, especially when they went down as far as they did. Uh, was it late in the in the uh, third quarter? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just getting bludgeoned badly. And I I, I agree a hundred percent. This is the best version of James Harden that we've seen in a Sixers uniform. I think. Tyrese Maxey obviously carries himself with a different sort of confidence. That's all uh, he had to do was go home and hang out with his mom and dad. Yeah. Get that motivation, man. And when he's in that starting lineup, I just think he carries himself differently, and, and he, he's just a way more confident Tyrese Maxey. I will say I, I still have a few concerns about what the defense looks like when it's those big three out there on the on the floor at the same time, Harden and B to Maxey. I just think they're kind of a liability a of, out yeah. there. Um, but, you know, I mean, if they're going to be putting up 135 points, it's going to be tough for any team to beat them. Well, yeah, and they were down 18. They were, Hugh, they were right down 18 and came back to win the game. It's a great win. I mean, it's it's the best win this team has had in a long time. Like, we got excited about that Memphis win a couple weeks ago because they, they showed some grit and, and mental toughness, but they just took on the Bucks. Yeah, and then you, you talk about even the other games that they were in. You talk about that Dallas Mavericks game and how they got within four. Yeah. I mean, so they have it in them. They just have to find that consistency. That's what I look at when I see this team, that you you got to quit being so Dow Jonesy, especially when you're talking about trying to be in a championship conversation. Yeah, it, talent is not the problem. No, it, it's, you're right about that. It, they have it, enough to win with. I've, I've heard that more than once. Even some of the broadcasters say they have enough to win with. So hold on. What is Dow Jonesy? Is that like up and down? Up and down. Okay. The stock market. I'm, stock I'm, market. I'm figuring out these, these yeah. Hueisms as oh, yeah. we go. Dow Jonesy. Yeah. I use context clues to first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my, my bad. I, I, I just assumed that you guys knew what I was talking about. Well, at Half first I didn't, and then I was like, oh, that's got to be what he means. Well, then I thought maybe there's a player named Dal Jones that I missed no, out on I'm here. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, the up and down, like yeah. the stock market. Yeah, well, no, no, they, we prefer them as Hueisms, and we can just be no, left to figure No, because you know what's funny? Out. You knew why they brought that to your attention because I just got a call from my stockbroker. Oh, yeah. so you got it on the mind. Like, yeah, and I'm like, dang. You know, like, I hate when that phone, you know, when it ring and it's yeah. a broker, I'd be like, damn, dog. Wait, your broker call you today, Kyle, or not oh, yet? Oh, yeah, he's uh, about three times. We've had three <laughs> yeah, conversations. Okay. I, like, I don't like them conversations. They're uncomfortable. When we talk about, like, I don't know, this is one thing y'all going to learn about me. When, I'm, when it's when it's talking money, I get uncomfortable. I start mm. sweating. I just don't like talking about that. So it wasn't a good phone call? It wasn't no good one. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it's just like anytime we talk about money, because anytime you stop burger calls, like what you want, <laughs> you you automatically think something bad. Automatically think something bad. Well, that's why we talk about other people's money, like James Bradbury and, and Johnson Gardner Johnson. Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. Hurts. It's yes. the two people that I, I I get a little bit you know defensive is when the boss calls. Mm-hmm. And when your stockbroker calls, because it's like, damn, what y'all calling me for? What yeah. what, what what happened? What Where's happened? my money going? Ooh, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah. Because when Rod calls, he said, hey, can I talk to you? For what? What'd I do? <laughs> what, 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 then you start thinking back, wait a minute, did this something I say on Twitter? Bungholeitis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's, there you go. That Now that one fits. That, that's why you get a phone call. <laughs> 215-592-949 for reactions to the Sixers. Incredible win. And really Harden. I mean, I, I'll just say it. I, I, I doubted him. I didn't think James Harden had this left in him. I thought the days of James Harden playing like he has this year and just certainly Saturday night we're over, and he, he's proven me wrong here. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four on the Sixers. Would you trade Slade to keep Bradbury? And are you worried about the Eagles' defense? Like the panic button. Rob's and Delco. What's up, Rob? Rob. Yeah, what's, what's up, Joe? What's up, Hugh? What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Rob. Hey, 
Hey, what's up, Kyle? Listen, Kyle got a little silly with me. I'm going to rehearse a little bit at the end. Oh, all right. Go, <laughs> ahead. Go for it. Go ahead. You know what I mean? I, I like to do a little hot takes. You know what I mean? That's what I'm all about. Oh, but, you um, hot takey. Okay, go hot takey, dude. Yeah, yeah. So let me jump on the stitches first. You. Yes. We punched the back a little bit. We talked about punching the mouth. Remember, we've had that conversation several times. So they punched a little bit in the mouth against Milwaukee. So I like to see that. But like you said, you. I want to see more of that punching back in the mouth. You know what I mean? Got to see it. Got to got to finish those out, man. Got to got to got to get rid of that little brother complex and know that you can win some of these bouts. Because we were in a one possession game at the very end with Boston, we closed it within four against Dallas. We're playing the elite elite teams toe to toe, so it's there, Hugh. You know, it's there. So you know, well, you yeah, got enough. To, like I said, they. they you got enough to win with. Just got to keep it consistent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Rob, you think about the last one. Is it six games since the break? Right, it was Memphis, it was Boston, two Miami, Dallas, and and Milwaukee. So yeah. they're, they're three and three. And you can make a case like if a couple balls bounce the other way, you know, they could be five and one. Right. I just want to see this. In, I hate to say it, but I just want to see it in the second round. Yeah. You know I mean, show me in the second round. But you know, it's nice to see you know, us fighting back against the elite of the elite. You know what I mean? So Totally agree. Like to totally agree. And, and listen, I'm going to – I got my take on the, on the Eagles, and this is where I'm going to rip Hurts a little bit. Go I, I got a little bit of blame on, on the Super Bowl, Joe. I can't forgive him a little bit. And, and until he wins one, that fumble is going to haunt me, Joe. It's going to haunt me. Yeah, I mean, I, you're not the only one. I mean, it was. I'm pretty it, sure it haunts a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it'll haunt him, Rob. I mean, I mean, there's no other way to say it. Like, he played really well, but yeah. he gave seven points away. I mean, that's the yeah, truth. He, he was phenomenal. He was a, he was the better, I think, the better quarterback of the game. But you know what? The elite quarterback didn't make a turnover. He didn't turn over the ball, and our guy didn't. That's what cost us the game. Yeah. So, you know, Kyle got a little mad at me when I said that, but I'm like, I, I, you know, until he wins one. That's always going to be in the back of my mind. You know what I mean? I just can't forget it. The biggest game of his career, and in this city in a long time, you know, that mistake is, ah. Yeah, it does, though, Rob, make me feel better that he rebounded, right? He responded. It wasn't like, you know, he didn't go in the tank after. He actually, they went down and scored. I mean, uh, he played. It's funny, Rob, because you're right. Like, that play cost them. But he also, at the same time, probably played an A game. It would have been an A-plus game without the fumble. Oh, yeah, he's the MVP. Definitely in that game. He's clearly the MVP. No problem. But, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, just tell me these Sixers are going to keep doing it. That's what we're hoping for. I hope they keep doing it, man. Tyrese Maxey back in the lineup. Hopefully, you know, he's found his mojo. You know, eating mom's home cooking and, you Mm -hmm. know, dad dad critiquing your game. Maybe that helped him out a little bit. And listening to the show. And we told you. Definitely listening to the show. We overrated him. It happens. What, What are you thinking, Rob? Joe, a little fast with the injuries. What's street clothes doing? My new name for Tobias. What's his injury street clothes? He got, he got, he had, what you talking about? Tobias had three points the other night. Yeah, we played like, what, 15, 18 minutes? He came out of that game. They're better without him. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's my point. They are better without him. So, street clothes, take all the time you need. If he don't get them three points, dog, we talking about a different game, though. That's all I'm saying. He goes soft to the hole. He goes soft to the hole. So, street clothes, take that tobacco. Guys, have a great show. You got it, Rob. Appreciate the phone call. It is funny with Tobias Harris. When when he plays a lot and and they lose, we talk about him like, no one cared that he came out of that game. So what was his injury? Calf? I think it's a calf Yeah, something injury. with the calf. Yeah, it's a calf soreness or something. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be upset if he takes a, a week or two off. Yeah, just get healthy. Just get healthy get ready for the playoffs. Or just, you know, sit out the playoffs. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, or just be. Just do what you do. We don't care. It's, it, I think there. It, it's awkward with him out there because, like, I, I think he doesn't know what to do when he doesn't have the ball. Yeah, if, he you're, not, score. if, you're, not, if you're not scoring, man, you got you to contribute in other ways. There's something else you have to bring to the table, if, whether that's rebounding, defense, or something. You got to do something. 
It's, yeah. it's almost like when he's out there, you if you're the other guy on the floor, you feel obligated to get him involved. Feel bad. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Even though like he's just kind of useless. <laughs> he say he coming down the court. Let's see if we can get him the ball. See if we can get him get him involved a little bit. I mean, like PJ Tucker doesn't score, but at least he has a role. Like he's the rebounder, he toughness, and, defense. Yeah. You got to do other stuff. Yeah, and Tobias two, he got you two the other night. He, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, but at least he has a role. Like you know, Tobias doesn't have a role. Five whole points, man. <laughs> but well, you know, when you have Embiid and and Tobias, I mean, Embiid, Maxi, and Harden playing that well. Yeah, you got to let them feed feed yeah. the, feed the meter. It's a big feed output for uh, for our guy PJ. One hundred and thirty three points. I mean, that's that's an offensive night. One. That's a, that's kind of like their average though for the season. That that is kind of their average. Yeah, they, right? I mean, they could get there. Yeah. yeah, they could get there. But man, against the Bucks defense, that that's incredible. Pete is in Easton. What's up, Pete? What's up, Joe and Hugh? What's going on, man? Hey, How you Pete? doing? By the way, great show. You guys are my favorite show out of the day. I'm gonna try to call more often. Well, we appreciate that, Pete. Thank you. No, thank problem. you, sir. But I wanted to say, uh, no players should have a podcast while in the league. It, you know, it's just a recipe for a disaster if you just slip up once. Trade, no play, slay. He costs too much and talks more than he plays. So it's interesting you brought up the uh, the podcast thing there, Pete. Hugh, if, if podcasts were around when you played, would, would there have been the U Douglas podcast? Probably not, because I'd have probably got in trouble for it. <laughs> nah, probably not. Wouldn't have did that. Pete, it's interesting, because these guys, I mean, they, they it's almost like they're, they're beginning their second career, right? Like, they're all planning for it, and, and I'm, I'm sure Slay, if he wants to, will we'll continue his podcast or do media. But it is weird, right? Because, you know, you, you're saying stuff all the time. You're going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah, sooner or later, something's going to come out yeah. in a certain way, and fans are going to take it a different way, turn on you. And then for the for the defense, you it, it's going to be a young defense, but if a couple draft picks step it up, it could potentially be a great you know, great young and cheap defense with a heavy hitting offense. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you know, you got you got to try to envision this thing and look at it potentially like like Howie and the Eagles brain trust is looking at it. You know, you're going to be young on the defensive side of the ball, but you're going to have a new innovative defensive coordinator. Right. And he's going to be assigned to be creative. The one person that I like that they have on this defense is Hassan Reddick. You got him coming back and he's coming off a banner year. So I look at him to be like the the focal point of this defensive this defensive front. Yeah, I agree. If if they could just get I don't know, I think they should trade Slay and keep Bradbury and then you know, just work with the draft picks that you have and hopefully how we can make something happen. Well, yeah, and Pete, that's that's certainly a possibility here. Pete, we appreciate. It. I mean, you it could be almost like 2 years ago this year's defense, I'm, I'm comparing it to the offense, because a couple years ago they had Hertz, who was young. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith was a rookie. Dickerson was a rookie. And then uh, two years ago the offense was, I would say, middle of the pack. But yeah, then leaps they, and bounds. Then they took a big leap. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's that's got to be the hope, where they, they rebuild this thing, and then maybe a year or two from now it starts to really explode. And then this is how I look at it. I, I look at this offense. Uh, I don't think that they're going to miss a step with the offensive coordinator and Jalen Hurts being a lobster lockstep with one another. Matter of fact, it might even become even more innovative. Could. Uh, Jalen Hurts might have a little bit more input. Well, I, I assume that he's going to have a lot more input into some of the things that he wants to run if he didn't have that already. And this offense is going to take another step. You add you a few more pieces, I'm thinking that you might go out and get a, a, a dynamic running back, whether that be in in one of the later rounds or in free agency. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's some young runners that you could potentially get out there. Add another receiver. And I'm looking at this offense to honestly carry this defense for a few games. You know, that that's how I kind of look at it and allow this young defense 
to get up to speed, come into their own a little bit. But at the same time, when you go into training camp, and this has always been the old adage, defense is supposed to be ahead of the offense mm-hmm. going into training camp. So, you know, with the new pieces being added, the new terminology potentially that you're going to have, the defense is still going to have its growing pains. But with the young players out there and, you know, some more innovative skills, maybe maybe some more innovative concepts, I should say. Yeah, and I'm Maybe cu- to be different. I'm curious. At 215-592-9494 to weigh in on all these topics, would you trade Slay for Brett, you know, to keep Bradbury – uh, how worried are you, and, and are you panicking about this Eagles defense? And, and of course, the big Sixers win over the Bucks on Saturday night with an incredible game by Harden. But you, I am curious how many of these guys they actually will keep. Because like, every time we talk about one, we're almost saying goodbye to them You know, in, in the way we say it, whether it be Brandon Graham, whether it be James Bradbury, whether it be Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, whether it be Javon Hargrave. I mean, there is a chance they keep one or two of these guys. I don't know which one it is, but they may be able to keep some of them. Yeah. Javon Hargraves might be a guy that you you might consider, you know, keeping because I feel like he still has some some good football mm-hmm. left in him. I don't I don't see Fletcher Cox coming back. I don't either. To be honest. I, I don't I don't I don't see I think Fletcher Cox is gonna command a lot of money. I think I think Javon's gonna command a lot of money. But one of those two guys I, I look at is is not gonna be here and I'm leaning more towards Fletcher Cox than Javon. Well, and, and Fletcher, the Fletcher thing is so weird because they cut him last year mm-hmm. and they re-signed him for a lot of money. It was like they restructured the deal so it just be, would be a one-year deal and he could be a free agent again. But they did cut him last year and then they brought him back. Yeah, so that's where, that's probably where I, I feel strongly about he might not be here. Yeah, I, I think that one is probably over too. Robert is in Mount Airy. What's up, Robert? Robert. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's going on, man? How's hey, you? Robert. Anyways, so I was just enjoying Marcus Hayes' piece in today's Inquirer and I've never particularly been a Sirianni fan. I, you know, I mean, ultimately, I hold him responsible for the decisions he's making. Apparently, the decision to get rid of the defensive back coach seems to have been his. Uh, at least the way Hayes is reporting it, he was popular with the owner and Howie Roseman. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, my answer to being worried about the defense, well, one, I'm really hoping our our guys from last year step it up. They're going to have to. Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, mm-hmm. uh, the rest of them. But, you know, I like our offense, and I've said this before, and I think I've seen more people come around to my point of view, including Daniel Jeremiah. I think this kid, Bijan Johnson, is just so special. I really think we put him on the field. Hurts is protected. He's not going to kill himself running the ball, which is a real danger the way he plays. And it's going to keep our defense off the field, which I view next year as a good idea to have our offense dominate. And to dominate, we're going to have to run the ball, which we're perfectly capable of doing with our offensive line, with our receivers, short passing game. We get a guy like Robinson who can who can block, who can run, who can create uh, in space, who can catch those short passes like a Debu Samuel. I'm not going to be so worried about our defense, guys. What's your thought? Yeah, Robert, it's interesting. I feel like this is going to be like what you just brought up feels like a conversation we're going to have next year. You know, based on how they're playing on offense, right? Because we and I, th- I think you makes a good point today. The offense could have to carry them; they're going to have to score points. But your point on like, hey, you know, they also need to keep the ball. They have to hold the ball, right? Play keep away, and that mm-hmm. is more towards the run game. Look, I like Bijan Robinson, Robert. I'm just. I, I'm not sure the Eagles would ever use a pick that high in an NFL draft on a running back. I think they might have to take him with the 10th pick if they want him. Well, no, I think they they can trade up from 30 for most of their projections. Yeah, that could happen. Done. You know, I th- first first guy they got to take a defensive player. You, you tell me who is most important. I tend to think linebacker, which you guys think I'm crazy, but it's our lack of having a good linebacker that Andy Reid exploited. 
we had Michael Parsons back there, somebody like that. He's not going nuts in the middle of the field on T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White and the, and the rest of them. They just killed us across the middle all day long. It, well, it was bad, and they and they didn't stop the run. And Robert, we, we appreciate the phone call. I mean, he was, we've talked a lot about Bijan Robinson. He he looks like he's a special player. I just the Eagles I don't, don't draft running backs in the first round. Not at, not at ten. I don't see him at ten. Like I'm looking at the projected draft order, and they had him going twenty six to the Dallas Cowboys. So it, it it just all depends on what draft board you look at. But I don't where the Eagles are drafting. I don't see him potentially being the tenth overall pick. I don't, I don't see that happen. I don't see them drafting him that high. Now, there are some other good running backs, and, and when you talk about running backs, there are guys that are really good running backs that have been drafting in later rounds. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry was a guy that was drafting in later rounds. Oh, by the way, there, there, there were some rumors that they're going to shop Derrick Henry. Yeah, too, Pro Football Talk had that today. They're shopping Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, they were talking about getting rid of him. And that, that, but, see, that's the thing people need to realize. You talk about Derrick Henry had 1,500 yards last year, 29 years old, and they're already talking about moving on. From that, from him as a running back. Well, there's a lot of tread on those tires. A lot of tread on those tires, man. So that that's that position. That's why when you talk about drafting Bijan Robinson that high, realistically, you're talking about maybe seven years tops at peak Bijan Robinson. And I don't think that how he wants to make that move. I don't. I don't think that that's the move that you make. Just looking at this draft board, they, they're they're projected to take a tackle, or offensive lineman, at that position. But I don't even know if that's the case because I don't. I don't feel like. You know, that, that's a position when you talk about, you know, what you probably potentially need up front. I don't, I don't feel like that's a position to need. I feel like you can, you can win with the guys that you have now, and you can fill in holes with the guys you have now, but who knows what Howie's thinking. In yeah, this and, and we'll see what happens with Jason Kelsey. That could impact things, right, because they do have Cam Jurgens to play next. I think Cam Jurgens is going to play next year. It's a matter of does he play guard next to Kelsey if Kelsey goes back. If Kelsey retires, well, they, they could need an offensive line because Sayamalo and – Jason Kelsey, both slated to be free agents. 215-592-9494. It's how hop board. A ton to jump in on here. I'm worried. In fact, I'm hitting the panic button on this Eagles defense as we look forward here. ton of free agents, coaching changes yesterday, and Marcus Hayes' story in the Inquirer detailed a really bizarre story with, with Denard Wilson wanting to come back, kind of pleading his allegiance, pleaging his allegiance to the Eagles, and he could work with Sean Desai and still gone. They painted as a firing uh, by sources t- telling Marcus A. So a lot of change in the coaching staff, maybe some unhappy players. Patricia now, I mean, with the Darius Slate thing, the rumors Matt Patricia might come here and be a linebacker's coach. I'm worried about the continuity of this defense, the chemistry of this defense. I'm worried on defense. Hughes telling me to calm down. Where do you fall on this? 215-592-9494. Big Sixers win. We'll talk about it with Kyle Newbeck. And would you trade Darius Slay to keep Bradbury? Resign on Bradbury, younger player. 215-592. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.